What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer or alcohol related. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tootin, sitting next to the super awesome Kyle Banky. How you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing well, oh, man. How are you? I'm doing really good. I, I realized in past episodes that I'm normally bashing you for some reason or other, so I figured I would actually tell the world how hey. awesome you truly are today. Hey, thank you. Makes um, me feel good. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things multi-goodness on one of our, uh, well, I was going to say social channels, but usually I go website first, www.multigoodness.com. Or Facebook at Multi Goodness or Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. Also, if you have any comments or hopefully no concerns throughout the show, feel free to reach out to us on one of the aforementioned social channels. And we would be happy to get your feedback on whether or not you're loving the show, whether or not we need any more auditorial corrections or anything of the like. Yeah, please let us know. But now it's our favorite part of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm and excited act- for this episode. And so we're not only going to crack a beer and enjoy for all of you to hear, unfortunately, you can't enjoy it with yeah. us, but we are actually following up immediately to something. We're finally following up to something we did nice. in a previous episode. Hey, look at us go. In last week's episode of yeah. all things, we've got PBR hard coffee. I'm so excited for this. I know. Because I actually remember we even were kind of excited about the fact that we said, hey, Georgia's going to be one of the states that has it. So let's uh, see what we can do. I was uh, up my father's this last week and i was like you know what i'm gonna go to the biggest one of the bigger uh liquor stores i know and see if they have it and sure enough here it is so let's pop it and let's uh let's start with a that's why i said alcoholic beverages oh yeah they they call this a malt beverage yeah um original malt beverage so ready that's a good sound it pops like a beer though i will oh oh man hearty foul right off the foul splashed out at you so they do describe it as a oh wait that looks like coffee. coffee. It looks like a Starbucks, one of the like the Starbucks uh, um, uh, frappuccino, yeah. the liquid fa- frappuccino things. Yeah, it it pours zero head retention. I would say on this one. Oh, I just had to do the little last bit a little bit because I can pour it basically like a regular drink. Um, but it pours like a chocolate milk. Yeah, is what I'm, the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk about the can a little bit, and then I'll let you do sure. aroma. Um, the can does actually, you know, it's it's that PBR label. What I was interested to see about this is that it is truly, in fact, in a 12-ounce can, but it's one of those, like, tall boy 12-ounce, kind of like a Red Bull. Yeah, it looks like like it should be, like, eight ounces. Yeah, it's... It does. Like I could see, this is almost like that Red Bull can that's yeah. in the um the, the bigger ones when they start coming out with the bigger ones now. It's yeah. Like, it's like that one, but it's it's basically that same PBR label, but it's got um a light brown color to it with uh, the dark brown. I think have we posted? We're gonna post, be posting the uh, article yeah. about it, so I'm excited to see that. But uh, we're one of the five states that have it right now. So. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a malt beverage with natural and artificial flavors. Contains milk. Contains milk. So if you're lactose intolerant, maybe uh, don't try this or take a lactose pill. Yeah. What you got um, on aroma? On aroma, I get two things. Okay. I get chocolate milk mm-hmm. and I get protein powder. Yeah. You ever had like protein drink when you're mixing it up and that kind of protein kind of like powdery yep. smell? That's I was actually exactly thinking, what it smells like. Um those like slim fast insurers. Yes. I don't make this sound very appetizing, but again, actually even better. Again, let's go back to the Starbucks, the like the bottle frappuccinos yeah. you yeah. buy. It kind of reminds me of ye old of frappuccino. That. Before I even take a sip though, I'm I'm still getting into the fact that it's a hard coffee. I still don't know the exact application of when you would drink this, except for maybe when it's the weekend and you're doing some work, which Well, 
I just so happened to pull up Pabst Blue Ribbon's website. Oh. And there's a little description under the hard coffee. And it's oh. pretty funny. You ready for this? Yes, please. Hey, it's Friday. Wait, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Made with rich, creamy milk, vanilla, and flavor. Vanilla flavor with 5% ABV. <laughs> okay, so they're promoting the Wednesday. Hmm. The, the Wednesday morning... Now that, but going back to it, I guess the Friday one is enticing. I mean, Friday after work when you're ready to go out on the you want a little yeah caffeine. How much does it does it say on the can? How much caffeine is in here? Uh, I would probably say no, no. But it does say that caffeine. uh, Actually, does it say caffeine's in it? We'll have to look that one up in a second. Someone, someone listening, please do go ahead and uh, and let us know. Send this one over. But yeah, I love the fact that they do say it's this is the original Pabst Blue Ribbon. The Pabst Blue Ribbon hand iced coffee with a dash of milk. This Java brew balances a rich, creamy blend with a whipped vanilla flavor. They do a really good job advertising that. Yeah, they do. Uh, I just looked it up as well. Um, Introducing hard coffee in select states. The alcoholic vanilla iced coffee served in a can has 30 milligrams of caffeine. 30 milligrams. milligrams. I think a normal cup of coffee is like 60 normally. Yeah, let's look that up. I mean, yeah. that's actually not shoddy research on my part. I, for the most part, know that. But I also brew mine. I like my dark coffee, so that could be part of it. But uh, a brewed one brewed cup of coffee, eight ounces, is typically seventy to one hundred and forty, depending yeah, on. Yeah, that's okay. Depending on uh, roast. Not bad. So, it kind of sticks to the side of the glass oh, yeah. a little bit more, which uh-huh. I kind of expected because it's got milk in it lactose yeah safe to say this one's maybe got some lactose even i guess maybe it's milk's lactose right i should know that but lactic acids um yeah we both have taken sips at this point in Mm -hmm. time what do you think um it's very good yeah it hides the booze you almost wouldn't even know that it was there definitely yeah but it definitely reminds me of a uh frappuccino one Mm -hmm. of the drinks like we keep talking about but I'm still, interested. I'm going to do the quiz thing again because I want to get your thoughts on it before I give you an, another kind of thing I'm picking out sure. in there. I, I I still kind of get protein shake a little bit. Um, you don't taste any alcohol whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's intentional. I think they're doing that for a reason. Yeah. I mean, um, at 5%, it, it rings yeah. in just higher than a Bud Light, yeah. not anywhere in the craft beer kind no. of range. I want to say that even Four Locos, which we kind of compared this to, from a energy drink perspective, I think even that has most of those are more like six and seven percent. I think so, yeah. Um, for malt beverages, they but used to be much higher. This, yeah, this yeah. kind of reminds me of a um, like a, a Russian coffee. Well, uh-huh. let me just put it this way: it reminds me of coffee that you've put a little Kahlua in. So I guess that'd be more like actually, a, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess if you think about what Kahlua is, it's probably about twenty five percent. I think alcohol is what yeah. that one is. It's probably. About the same alcohol as what you end up with when by the time you, you, you put enough of that in. Yeah. Or maybe like Bailey's just because it's been, I don't taste the Irish cream. This is vanilla, but it's almost like that kind of flavor. So, yeah, I definitely get that. And I, I it, what this reminds me of is, is this is a little bit of a story for all of our lit. Oh, yes. Here. So every Christmas, my family volunteers at our celebration of lights. It's through a park, you drive through it, they got all these lights going on. And we used to bring, beverages into the hut when we were charging admission and uh wait you were running the thing yeah yeah we were volunteering oh. uh and letting people in taking the money giving them change that kind of thing okay. and uh we used to bring beverages in 
And this reminds me of one year I decided to bring coffee and just pour a bunch of liquor in it. Yeah. And drink it. And that's exactly what it reminds me of. I mean, that's it's a fond memory. That's true. We were looking at this as I think we were looking at this all wrong. We were thinking we were seeing the big Peps for Blue Ribbon label on the side and thinking the beer. And I guess I was thinking this was I, I, I'd read the side, so I knew it wasn't literally it's not like a shandy where you have yeah. beer, half beer, half coffee. And I, I didn't expect that at all. But I think we see that big PBR label and that's what we think and of you're with like, beer. Oh, beer. But what you just said is a it's a very good point that is so common in every culture including american less so in american more so in european to take your coffee especially in the winter and huddle around a fire huddle around a tree whatever you're celebrating the holidays yeah. with and pouring you know coffee with literally some you know alcohol of a choice in yeah. there in germany it's schnapps i know when we were there this last year i mean that's like a couple times where we, you know i'd pour just some i think um I think it was some, one of the clues or something that was pouring in my coffee. And now that's kind of what this tasted like. Yeah. So um, cool, cool idea on their part. I'd yeah. Say. Uh, I, I think it's pretty interesting. I have a, uh, a kind of really nice transition into some beer news as well, by the way. Is, with it, that, this as is well. it that time? It is that time. So we'll clink glasses to this one and yes. say cheers to a PBR. And cheers. I will let you segue. Sure. Cheers. So not only are we talking Pabst Blue Ribbon hard coffee, but we're transitioning into beer news. I was scrolling through Facebook the other night before I was going to bed and dangerous. Someone in the Atlanta beer group uh, here in Atlanta, Facebook group, posted a a funny post from Bush. Okay. So, So they posted. You asked for it. It's finally here. This latte season, enjoy the cold brew you've always wanted with Bush Latte 30 Racks. Available for a limited time in Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, New England, Kansas City, uh, Missouri, and Minnesota. So, okay. So, So, is it little? I actually think I saw the same post, so it wasn't a joke. It was actually a real thing. I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. Okay. Um, they I posted mean, this on July 22nd. I see the branding and it does like, it doesn't look like PBR did with theirs where it's very, you know, drink related, but I do see that it says Bush Latte. Also, I like the idea because Bush Latte. Bush Latte. I think it's actually real. Yeah. Believe um, it or not. so the other, other players are getting in the game. I wonder uh, if this is one of those things. I love the beginning because it's like the, you asked for it. Is this one of those like uh, makeup tutorials? So everyone was asking about what <laughs> it just kind of seems and like you're that. Get it? Yeah. I don't okay. Care so now are we going to do the side by side with PBR and you Bush know, Latte? You know, I think we might. I will say this: Bush came out with a better. If that is a real thing, they came out with the better name for it. And just, I, I would agree. Just reach for a cold Bush Latte. That's literally what I think of now. But grab a Bush Latte. So Bush is owned by we. Th- the Anheuser yep. Bush company, which mm-hmm. PBR is not there. I think they're owned by they're, a different one altogether. So, correct. so that's okay. So that is competing mm-hmm. against each other. That's why I say, I almost wonder it could be, you know, 50, 50 on this one. I actually did see the same article. I didn't research it too much because I mm-hmm. think I saw it at work, but I'd be interested to know if that is real or not. And if it is, I do want to try it. Yeah. And I think it's funny that more people are getting in this space after they saw Paps kind of push into that. Yeah. Space. Agreed. Hard coffee. So, so, 
So um, there's no segue into our next beer news section, but I think it's well overdue talking about. Sure. Because when this episode comes out, we are officially 33 days from the start of college football season. Yeah. Because college football actually starts early this year. Yeah. It literally starts an entire like week earlier than normal. Dang. It's crazy. Yeah. Florida and Miami are, they just, I guess they couldn't get enough of that Florida heat. So they wanted to play a game earlier in August than everyone else. But, Come on. um, so in light of that, there was some news that came out in, and this is going to be news to you. Why well, sure. I say news to you, this is going to be rare to you because sure. I, I run into it, but in the, in the great, uh, South, Southeastern States, the Southeastern conference, yeah. the SEC, as you will, they, uh, did you know they never served beer at, uh, college football venues here? I did not. I've never been to an SEC game. Yeah, it's, I've been to quite a few mm-hmm. and it, growing up, that was always my like, okay, normal, you know, college yeah. football makes sense. You don't want to promote alcohol sales, blah, blah, blah. So the kids just get smashed before going into the game, leave at halftime and get smashed after the game. Cool. Yeah. So on May 31st or around there, the SEC actually ruled that they are now going to lift their ban on alcohol sales cool. in stadiums, leaving it up to the schools to now promote whether or not they sell it. So interesting. Well, good and bad news. Yeah. There's 14 schools in the SEC right now currently, and already shortly thereafter, in the beginning of June, four came out and said that they uh, were not going to lift their school hmm. bans on hmm. alcohol sales. Those being uh, Alabama, Auburn, want want, Georgia, also want want because that's yeah. in our state, and Mississippi State. So they've all said publicly that they're going to stick to their guns when it comes to alcohol sales during football games. So. I don't know how I feel about this one. I mean, I get in principle that I'm glad the SEC did lift it because it's interesting because you can actually go to a game in a neutral zone or a neutral site stadium Mm -hmm. like Auburn's opening the season in Dallas. If I was going to go to that game, I could actually buy alcohol there according to their rules at that stadium. But um, it's interesting to me that I I don't understand the psychology behind why they wouldn't. But um, yeah, I mean, it seems like it could be a really big revenue generator for mm-hmm. them. Um, but it also does seem like they're going to have to jump through some hoops as far as uh, legally getting, you know, the right paperwork and certification and all that stuff for the facility. So, I mean, it, it is kind of a, a, a good and a bad kind of thing. So Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I've read a few different articles on it and it does seem like they're not ruling it out for future. I think maybe it was just because of the close uh, time you know, there was only what three months before the season started yeah. when they kind of made this decision. So that could be part of it as well. I'm a little bit, like I said, bummed that going into this season. I mean, I've never been able to in the past, so I don't know why it would matter. But also, growing up as an Auburn fan, I also didn't, I wasn't of drinking age, so I guess it wouldn't have mattered if I could, could or could not consume alcohol in the stadium. So it's definitely super interesting. Um, I'm sure we'll find out more in the coming months. I'm sure we'll get some feedback from college fans alike, and, and we'll see how things are going. Yeah, but. Um, uh, I think we got one more thing that we kind of that was been super intri- intriguing to us both recently about hops. Yeah, um, it seems like in the south, some breweries are trying are are kind of shying away from using Galaxy hops. Um, a, f- a few have actually made this public. They've they've posted about it and talked about the fact that they're going to have to switch to a different hop um, because Galaxy hops. Is this um, similar to the Citra hop shortage a few years ago? Um, I. I, you know, I think so, but I also think it has a lot to do with uh, some of the hop distributors are actually uh, uh, requiring uh, certain um, t- 
timelines for, okay. for, for buying hops. They're they're pushing it out. You have to buy it very far in advance. That almost seems like they're monop- Yeah, that almost seems like they're monopolizing it a little bit. They're trying to basically maybe okay, I see what you're saying. So maybe it is due to a little bit of shortage, but maybe just so costs are going up, in other words. That's that's what it seems to be the main driving factor. Yeah, and they're 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 becoming more expensive um and harder to actually get mass quantities when you want to hey you know maybe next week i want to brew this mm-hmm. kind of beer and i want i need galaxy hops you're not going to get them right yeah um, and it's for me personally as a beer drinker i know you know i've i've started to really take and, and kind of can identify which hops are in certain brews and galaxy seemed to be one of the biggest hops around in 2018 mm-hmm. um i know you know local or state i feel like every brewery at least 10 of 10 to a or them that I can think of came out with IPAs last year that were literally like single hop IPAs based yep. around galaxy hops. Yep. And I'm actually not a big fan of galaxy hop. So I don't hate this news. Um, but I believe we saw recently that it was Scofflaw actually, who might be one of the big ones. I didn't realize actually one of their beers does use it. Um, I forget yeah. which one. Um, there was another, uh, I think it was, was it creature comfort? Um, I mean, I, I don't want to misspeak and miss, uh, name a, a brewery, but yeah. yeah, there was another bigger one that, uh, said the same thing. I actually just pulled the post that Scofflaw, okay. um, talked about and they said, seems time, uh, has, has come to move on from galaxy hops in order to use them. You now have to sell the beer at a loss. We tried, we'll, we'll burn mm-hmm. up our stash, uh, and um no longer use galaxy hops so hooligan by the way hooligan that was yeah. the beer i was trying to remember which one it was hooligan is the one that used galaxy so what are they gonna do then um last i saw they were gonna switch the hop and kind of reformulate it to i believe lotus hop hmm. um which is interesting i just I, th- I think it's a really interesting time kind of in uh the the beer kind of industry because the south is booming so much with New breweries popping up, um, lots of people getting into the space. That it's uh, it's very interesting to see that uh, we we could very well be limited to what people use based on price. Um, yeah, and that's so it's interesting. So they're switching to Lotus. I imagine the flavor profile is very similar. Um, and from the looks of it, I I looked at hopsteiner.com, and that's a good place to go to if you're ever curious about getting profiles for hops i mm-hmm. use this for home brewing a lot but um it does say that lotus is very high on the fruity scale mm-hmm. a four out of five that's the, the the leading one um not very resinous a little bit more herbal and spicy which is weird because usually the fruity hops are the ones that i do like mm-hmm. so it's interesting to me that I, I feel like they would have gone with one that was very similar to um galaxy yeah that's interesting yeah no i mean obviously i like i like experimentation i love what you know we've had a chance that when we sat down with monday night we talked a a little about their hop hut it's cool to see places really experiment with hops and Mm -hmm. not basically not make an ipa and just only make that ipa for the you know for the life of that yeah it's kind of cool to see them experiment with different ones so people can really check out the different styles and hops so yeah that'll be that'll be interesting to see how that goes over the next few months i'd say yeah we'll uh we'll keep you updated if anything happens but uh great beer news this uh this week always Um, great beer news and uh cheers cheers (sighs) can of the week so Kyle, we have some special beer this week. It was sent in by not only a listener, but 
My cousin sent us beer oh, this really? time. Yes, yes, Let's yes. So thank you very much to uh, Twyla Ann Wofford, as well as, Ke- <laughs> I was going to say Case, but uh, this is where it's from, <laughs> Ryan Stowe for sending us uh, two actually beers from Steel Hands Brewing. Nice. Based out of Case, South Carolina. This is their tropical IPA we're going to start with first. I figured talking about the uh, hops and the... Yeah, why not? The beer right news, the yeah, it makes sense. So, And also, you know, we might want to feature this one as a can of the week because they've got some pretty cool branding. Um, I yeah. read, we did some you know research about the brewery real quick and it's some, some cool history that kind of goes into it with the name and everything. So Nice. Why don't, first, you, why don't you go ahead and pop that? I was going to say, let's pop it. Let's get into it. Oh, that's a nice, crisp, clean... Pop, lock, and pour. Also, best best thing is that we we did look this one up, and it does appear that this is a fresh IPA. Yeah, it I'm is excited. Naughty, well, it's a little over a month old at this point in time, but that's still very much fresh. So, color wise, what you got? Um, it's it's a lot uh, lighter than I expected the IPA to be. Um, but see, I was going to go the opposite direction. Okay. Really? Yeah, this one I feel like it's it's nice and clean. Is what I would say. Yeah, very compared clean. to a, a lot of IPAs this, these days, very clean. Because of your glass, the artwork on your glass, I can't tell exactly how much head you have in that one, but uh, good amount. I can look at mine and I see. Okay, never mind. About I the same. It. Yeah, I had about a good finger and a half uh, a head pour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the color is like that deep amber, not amber. Sorry, it's a deep what? pale, kind of with a touch tinge of orange. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, nice and clean, clear. Um, but super clear. I was about to say, not, not very eff- effervescent. This does not follow the rules of the hazy IPA that you're getting a lot right now. But um, so so before we get into aroma, real quick, we started talking about the the label on the yeah. side of the cans. They've got the it's got a single fist with its hands clenched around. Almost it like looks it's like going to give you nucks. Looks it looks like this would be painful a little bit. Well, never mind. I thought those were, that was a spiked piece of steel, but it's actually um like barbell. Yeah, I believe is that what? Or, no, not um, barbell. Yeah. Uh, Rebar. Rebar. That's the one I was trying to say. Um, But from what, you know, the website says about the brewery itself is that it is, it's meant to be, the name is supposed to kind of be from the the surrounding community. So I imagine there was a lot of steel works in that area. Uh, Case is just outside of Columbia, by the way. So... Um, it's cool. We're kind of expanding a little yeah. bit out of Georgia, which is nice. So I think what I really like about this can is that it's very clear who it's by. Yep. It's very clear what the name of the beer is. Yep. The style. Yep. Where it's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it even has the stats, 12 fluid ounces, 6.3 alcohol by volume, mm-hmm. kind of gives you a brief synopsis of the beer itself. It's, it's really cool as well on the front. Um, they, it, it, it's almost, they have little circles. It's almost like rivets, like oh, yeah. steel rivets. I didn't even notice that. Uh, which is kind of cool. And then yeah. the top's got the, the, the rebarb kind of going around the top ring too. And I think that. This can for me, the reason I would say this is can of the week, and we'll have to see. We have another one of their brews. I, I think the can on that one looks slightly different, but mm-hmm. the reason I like this, I think they use this based on their website. It looks like they do use this a pretty good bit as far as their like base. You know, this is kind of the template they use. Yep, definitely looks that way. There's a lot going on in this can, but it doesn't look cluttered. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've we run into a lot of issues where they try and pack. You know, this says please recycle. It has the, all the Surgeon General warning. It has the independent craft. Uh, Brewers Association label on the side. It has another logo. Another logo. It has a lot of stuff on here without being too cluttered. Um, they hired a good graphic designer. They very much so did. And I actually like the color scale, the color scheme on this one too. Mm-hmm. It's like a 
teal yep light uh, kind of a pale teal with like a like a goldish kind of yellow mm-hmm. for like the tropical font yeah so i really enjoy i'd say on a scale of ten, nine uh ten i get to nine on my book yeah but, um yeah. On aroma um it's it, you definitely smell the hops um but it, it it almost smells kind of like a milkshake a little bit like a milkshake ipa even so i was getting the same thing and i was actually wondering if we maybe we we are using the same glasses from the coffee and i was like did i not rinse out my glass but well, we did though we did i'm smelling the microphone <laughs> that's that's not a beer that's, chris i was like i don't get much of anything um we i swear we've only had one beer so far <laughs> yeah no i i do almost get like milkshake ipa which which is really interesting yeah. um but but i definitely you definitely get the hops which is kind of i can't pick out any one you know aroma. i definitely can't tell if it's galaxy versus um citra on this just from the original scent but I, uh I, I would go with citra think so mm-hmm. what that's did it say let's thinking. see Go ahead and take a first sip, and I'll just read the side real quick. Um, it does say that this it does say tropical IPA, so maybe uh, this India Pale Ale bursts with juicy hops and an intense tropical aroma of mango, passion fruit, and papaya. Fiercely flavorful and refreshingly drinkable, the hop experience is citrusy, tropical, and fruity with subtly sweet malt and a balanced, satisfying finish. Truly mouthwatering. They also did a good job at hiring their description writer, or maybe it was just in-house. Who knows? Yeah, they did. Um, so on taste, yeah, what you get? I really like this beer. It, it reminds me of, you get like the nice little hop kind of flavor, but it's very clean and almost reminds me of a lager a little bit. You Mm -hmm. still get that beer, that initial kind of beer malty kind of taste come through and the hops are not overpowering. No, they're really not. Which is interesting because a lot, uh, tropical IPAs these days are going with very overpowering, hops um but it's it's not there i feel like they're trying to do super high ibu ipas which i think really if sweetwater 420 taught me anything it's that you don't have to have super high well actually let me phrase that they call it an ipa and it's super hoppy or sometimes pale ales aren't nearly hoppy enough this one is kind of like i like it because they went on the lighter side of ipa it's almost like a cross between a pale ale pale ale and an ipa in my opinion yeah and uh it, it is 50 ibu yeah 50 ibu so that's that's actually a little high for interesting that's for a 6.3 you can kind of again you know ibu for a higher abv beer you definitely need more ibus just to mm-hmm. have the perfect balance of bitterness this one only being 6.3 for an ipa that's in the low end of the spectrum for an ipa or kind of 25 25 25th percentile um that is i feel like that's actually still pretty high ibus so um this one i'm looking at it on untapped because i wanted to go to it because i was trying to get some stats but also i figured i would find out some information and it's been checked in just shy of a thousand times all right not bad not bad 3.72 out of five caps okay so pretty solid yep um and it seems to be described as that hoppy, fruity, juicy, smooth, tropical. Kind of seems to be all the things that they put on the side of the can, for sure. But I, I definitely agree with you. This is actually, you. It comes in a six pack, I believe. My yep. my cousin brought it to me as a mixer sixer, but she brought it as a three of one, three of the other, mm. so that we could try a little bit of both. Mm. Um, but I know it comes in a six pack. Shout out and to the cuz. Shout that's out. A good, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good call. She knows it's up. Yeah, we had a chance to actually go to. She was in town. The weekend before, she, she was in town two weekends in a row. She brought me this beer this, the first weekend, um, but I actually saw her again this last weekend, and we talked briefly about it. But uh, 
we went to Monday Night Garage because she really enjoys sours and, nice. she, and she really liked the vibe of that place. She actually said that it was very similar. She said the Steel Hands was probably her favorite place, one of her favorite places to go in Columbia. Cool. Um, seemed to have a good mix of some food, if I remember correctly, mm. some food trucks. It looks mm. like I looked at some pictures, looked like they have some uh, some garages and stuff. So it looks like it'd be a pretty cool place to uh, be in the summer. But yeah, no, I think easy drinking beer. I think I could definitely drink this on a golf course or by a pool. I could probably drink about six of these. Yeah, honestly, and not feel that hop kind of heaviness that you get yeah. when you drink a lot of IPAs. You get like hop gut sometimes from mm-hmm. some like the super heavy. That's true. Recently, I've noticed, and I think it's because I've gone through that kind of normal craft beer drinker's journey of craft beer where I get to the point where it's almost like I don't, I actually just don't feel like IPAs as much anymore. It's mm-hmm. starting to happen with me with sours as well, but I think that you're right. It's it's with super hoppy IPAs, I can only have one or two at most, and then I'm just like, eh, you know. I just did the mouthwash test. Ooh. The, un, the unofficial patented multi-goodness test. Oh, we're going to patent that before it's all said and done. Um, you get way more hops when you do the mouthwash test. And I want you oh, to yeah? do it. Give it a shot because I, I definitely get it as well. Like way more. Oh. Kind of hangs out on the hmm. tongue a little bit more. Kind of opens up. Kind of like they say we do with wine sometimes. Yeah. By the way, is Listerine going to sponsor our mouthwash test at some point in time? You know what? Hey, Listerine, shout out. All I'm saying is maybe we make a homebrew sponsored by Listerine. Ooh, minty. You can put mint in beer. Here we go. Go ahead. Uh, chocolate mint stout. Oh, sponsored by Listerine. That sounds like something that those people that do the uh, that do the the Girl Scout cookie inspired yes. ones. This kind of sounds like a one day would make there we like go. a thin mint. Um, Should we get sponsored by them as well? I like this. We're going after Listerine, sponsorships hard on this episode. Listerine and the Girl Scouts. I think this is a great idea. I like this. Uh, what What do you think of so, the beer? Yeah, no, when you do the mouthwash test, you definitely yeah. get more hops. Um, mm-hmm. It is, it almost, you definitely get more of the bitterness, which it's, again, kind of interesting because it's almost like it's there. It's meant for, the aroma comes off super, like, lush, which I yep. kind of like, but then the, the flavor like is super one. mellow. Lush. Yeah, I haven't used that much. But then if you do the mouthwash test, kind of let it linger a mm-hmm. little bit. That's when you kind of pick up more of the hops. It's almost one of those, like, there's a perfect sweet spot of how long to keep this in your mouth when you're drinking it. You know, true. Like definitely don't just, you know, don't be a weirdo in the bar, like just holding beer in your mouth for a while. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. That's not what Chris is saying. <clears throat> I've never been that. Per- I might have done it once. <laughs> don't shotgun this, though. Yeah. <laughs> not you, a shotgunable you would, you beer. Would, it, it would. I feel like if you shotgun this beer, you would literally. I mean, it, it kind of comes off like a, a drinking beer like you could. Yeah. I don't mean for the obvious reasons. Don't shotgun this one. I'm saying <laughs> for the obvious for the. Reason I'm saying is that if you shotgun this beer, you're gonna miss out on some of the the, the hop journey. Exactly. Like this, I'm I, I get I get what you're saying. But if you let it linger too much, you're gonna get kind of too overwhelming with it. So, yeah. um, I think Steel Hands did a great job with this one. I'd be interested in. Well, we're gonna try more beer from them, but I'd be yeah. interested also in checking them out at some point. In yeah, time, so. I, uh, I I really dug it, and uh, it was nice and clean. Great hop flavor. Great beer. Great beer by Steel Hands. Yep. Hey, Chris. Yes. We have another beer from Steel, <laughs> Steel Hands. Couldn't, couldn't do that one, no, could you? Yeah. I'm just yes, going to grow them. Yeah, we do. What do we, what do we, we got the Punch Clock Pilsner. Punch Clock Pilsner, another one that uh, TN was nice enough to bring to me. Hey, you know what? I know. 
again, shout out to the cousins, shout out to the family in general that yeah. brings us beer and makes beer for us. Of and, course. Um, loves our podcast so much. Yeah. So this one is similar branding, I would say, to it. Obviously, the, the theme sticks well. I mean, Tropical IPA, which is Tropical IPA, like kind of like this one seems that has that working class vibe to it with the name Punch Clock. So um, let's go and get into it real quick, and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. You haven't popped one. I haven't right? popped I'm gonna let one. You do I was going to say that and after you popped it. You no, know. you got it. Dang it. That was a good Oh, pop. yeah. That was a good pop. Okay, fine. So this is a Pilsner. Not a fine Pilsner, but like, no, I'm not even going to say their name, but it is a Pilsner, so I expect this one to be very light in body, and it does pour very light in body. Um, lighter than the IPA, which to be expected. Yeah. Um, very clear. Kyle does. I have a lot of good head retention on mine, so I like that, though. I feel like you gave me all of it on this one, so. Um, did. Oh, yeah, super clear. I mean, if you look through that, it's it's like straw golden. Yeah. Straw golden. Maybe, maybe like an apple juice. You yeah, know? that's true. A tinge of orange again. Not as dark as the IPA was. But mm-hmm. um, so the can design on this one is a lot of the same as far as it has steel hands very present. Yep. Um, and the name of the beers at the bottom, where it was from, all that, blah, 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 jazz. This one's in blue, though. That's I was going to say, all their other cans are white with color accents. This can is actually yeah. blue. This one's slightly different, which make me think maybe this is a newer version. Um, the, what, the cool aspect of this one is the fact that it's got the, as the name implies, so punch clock, like, you know, punching the clock, obviously, every day. Mm-hmm. This one also, so it's kind of like a double entendre a little bit because mm-hmm. it's got then their logo, which is the fist with the rebar in the yep. middle we established. It, it's got it in the middle of a, what looks to be like a clock that's being busted open, like yeah. punch. Literally clock, punching so. through Literally the clock. Punching through the clock. Um, cool cool beer. This one's like a baby blue color. and Not sky blue. It's definitely like a baby blue, I'd say. Um, but it's got the same rebar around the top and yeah. everything. So definitely, like it's it. almost like a secondary can of the week. Yeah. So, uh, And the, the description for this beer is, uh, TikTok, been waiting on the clock to strike five o'clock. <laughs> that rhymes. Yeah, no, right? Punch out work, punch out of work, and grab, uh, get your hands on this delicious German style pilsner, light and brilliant in golden color. It's extremely welcoming, a highly drinkable beer. Four point five ounces or alcohol by volume, twenty two IBU. They really do. They put everything on their website as well. Yeah, I like twenty two IBU. Um, uh, comes in draft twelve packs of six, uh, six packs of yeah, twelve ounce cans. So I, I have determined that I think that. I mean, I did rinse my, my cup, but I think I'm, I think I must have some of the residue from the coffee in there you know still. What? Yeah. Yeah. So everything we said Thanks about the- Thanks a lot, Pabst yeah, Blue Everything we said about the, probably should have not started with the coffee, probably should have ended with it, but we wanted to start off the episode with what we talked about. Yeah. Um, But I can get the, I can get the beer and I definitely get Pilsner on this one. Yes. It's, it's lush as well, but it's yes. lush for the same reason we just mentioned. Um, um, It's also light. There's not, it's not a heavy mm-hmm. aroma. You don't get hit with something. It's very um, almost kind yeah. of like like floral in the aspect that it's very light, mm-hmm. um, which I like. And also 22 IBUs for a Pilsner is a little on the high side, actually. Usually I think they're more in like the 15 range. Yeah. And uh, I, we both just had a drink and I actually think you can taste it taste a little bit more. Taste the IPA a little bit. Yeah. Taste the, the hops a little bit more in this than you can in most Pilsners. Pilsner is always a hard beer for me i'm not a huge pilsner fan I'm, mm. I'm i'm trying to become um i did have a lot of them when i was in germany i like to throw that out a lot mm-hmm. apparently is the hey i had beer in germany um <clears throat> weird flex okay it's okay you're gonna have beer in a good country coming up soon too yeah. uh, weird flex but i um <laughs> 
but the Pilsner, from what I like, Blondales, I'm comparing it to like Blondales, mm-hmm. Kolsch's, Pilsners, like these are all in the same class. I mean, it's like low hop, high malt beer, but also very clean, refreshing. Um, I'm starting to get the like understand what a Pilsner is. It's it's malt forward without tasting a whole lot like malt. Yeah. And that's kind of what I get. But you're right. This one almost borderlines with like a blonde, like a hoppy blonde ale. Yeah. Just because. I was going to say, do a little mouthwash. Yeah. Do a little mouthwash. Do the old patented, unpatented, multi-goodness mouthwash test. Brought to you by multi-goodness. First of all, that beer's cold, so it's hard to mouthwash. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold in my teeth. Um, You definitely get the hop again. Mm-hmm. Um, Really interesting for a Pilsner. It's like a hoppy Pilsner. Mm-hmm. I think that's a beer that we've started seeing around. It's, yeah. I feel like that's the way I would brand it. Not that I'm telling Still Hands how to brand their beer, but it's don't almost like... Don't listen to us. Yeah, don't listen to us. I'm just kidding. But it's a hoppy Pilsner, in my opinion. Not super hoppy, just slightly hoppy. Um, the malt... Hold on, I wanted to do that again. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. I wanna he's going he's gonna to do it again. Um, yeah, I I like it. I think it's nice and clean. And uh, Yeah, it is nice and clean, but on the back end. So I feel like the German-style Pilsner, I'm reading this description that you have up on mm-hmm. your screen right now. I feel like what I'm getting is on the back end, I am kind of like almost like in the back of my throat feeling the malt, like tasting the malt a little bit, which mm-hmm. I, again, I expect to because German was all about the, the Reinheitsgebot we've talked about, which is the German purity law, just yep. as a reminder to all our listeners because I just like to say the word as well. Yeah. But it's a, um, it's, they don't really count. I think it's, let's see, water, hops, and barley. But main on the barley, they want you to be able to taste kind of that. And I feel like yep. that's what this Pilsner is. It's low, kind of everything else. Yeah, but. I was I was going to say, similar to like how a Oktoberfest or a Dunkel is very malty, you know, malt kind of forward. You get that. It hits you. You taste that kind of grain. This has a very light version of that. Um, but then you get like a nice little hop. Uh, yeah, at the back end, which I think, um, I think they nailed the style for sure. I think they nailed the, nailed the style, and the only thing I would say is some people aren't going to like the hop in it as much, but I think mm-hmm. that's a personal preference. Um, yeah, totally. So I've confirmed that I do feel like this is probably one of their newest beers they've come out with. Okay, um, which by the way, we did our research, and they started in December of 2018. Yes, as it looks like so they've been around for less than a year. Yep. They have an impressive looking facility, though. Mm-hmm. So to add on to what you know, I was told about the place for my cousin it does seem like somewhere i'd like to check out definitely when in case south carolina which is a reminder it's just for right off it's like right across the river from uh williams bryce stadium which is the university of south carolina's football stadium right. I'm, I'm tagging on to that beer news we had earlier because south carolina is going to be serving alcohol hey, apparently maybe they're going to serve steel hands actually yeah, that'd be pretty awesome that would be pretty awesome but what, I, do, what do the people say about yeah, this beer i segued into like a segue into like a segue on that one and then so. i caught you with a segue yeah all the segments. So the people are, are liking this beer. It only has 145 reviews as of okay. the time of this yeah. recording. It's a 3.52 okay. out of five. So it's okay. just above that what I consider like the like the good rating. So yep. it's it's there. Um not as high as the IPA is all I mean. But um Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with the style. Not a lot of people actually uh give Pilsners or some of that lighter end um a lot of love, but I think that um, if it were me, I would definitely give it a three eight five. Okay. Okay. Um, it's it's solid. I think for a craft pilsner, you don't find a lot of breweries still doing craft pilsners. Um, That's and a good I think way to describe it. Craft pilsner, because yeah. I was gonna say, because believe it or not, yeah, pilsner is a drinking beer for like 
normal drinkers. Again, another segue beer from non-craft to craft beer drinker. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Craft beer drinkers aren't usually going to shy away from the Pilsners. They're going to go for your Imperial Stouts and yeah, your definitely. IPAs. But uh, it's definitely a good beer. Um, people, you know, there aren't a whole lot of comments on it yet. Um, there was someone on Untapped who had brought it all the way from South Carolina to Minnesota. Oh. Do you know Lake Mary? Lake Wait, Mary. Hold on. You do, you Lake do, Mary in Minnesota. You do realize that Minnesota is the land of a thousand, ten thousand oh, lakes, right? Is that okay? That's true. It is. So I okay. Mean, well, no. <laughs> Question. Yes. Is that where the butter's from? What butter? Land of Lakes. I don't know. Or is that margarine? I think it's margarine. Either way, it could be from Minnesota. So please, listeners, we're giving you tons of stuff that you can message please. us this week about and and correct us on. So tell please us do. If, tell us if it's from Minnesota. Um. So yeah. No. The, the final thoughts we'll do on these real quick. So yeah. Uh. Overall, on the beer, I think it's really good. I actually really like the hops in it. Um. That's just because I drink a lot of IPAs. So I think it adds a nice little bonus for your pilsner. Um. But overall, for for steel uh steel hands, uh, I think they're doing some great stuff based on these two beers. And from what I've seen of the pictures, I think it's it's it looks like a solid place. So, uh, any final thoughts from your end? So only final thoughts is I'm still scrolling through and untapped, and I did notice that someone's check-in has a uh, – got to do a quick shout-out to Greens because it looked like someone picked this up in Greens there Ooh. in South Carolina. I can tell by the logo of this can. They picked nice. up a crowler of this out of Greens there. So, um, no, shout-out to Steel Hands. Great job. Um, we will be checking you out here sometime in the future, that's for sure. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Right, for our final beer, we have a brew from Pontoon Brewing, which is up in Roswell, Georgia, um, which is about uh, what, 20, Not 20, far. 25 minutes from us. Yes, like it's actually only about 25 minutes from us. Yeah. Is this the first one we've done from Pontoon? I think this is our first Pontoon. Um, we've been wanting to do them for a while. Although so. we did go on a Pontoon boat over we the did. 4th of July. We did, we did. Anyways, um, so we have Mad Tea Party from Pontoon Brewing. It is a Berliner style vice. Whatever that means. Yeah. Um, 5.1 alcohol by volume, 8 IBUs. Comes in a 16 ounce can. And yeah, man, is this can colorful? Colorful, it's pretty yeah. crazy. As the uh, name implies, it very much has a Alice in Wonderland theme to yes. it. I would say. Um, it also says that this is a collaboration with Camp Redaru. I might be pronouncing that wrong, which I did R- some Red Redaru. 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 So, which it looks like that is a camp that is in uh, Tennessee. In Coffee County, Tennessee. Okay. There's not a whole lot of information about it, so I'll, I'll probably do some research throughout the uh, throughout the episode a little bit. But so I wanna I wanna quick roll back to what I just said of where it's from, Pontoon, but it also lists their address as being brewed and canned in Sandy, Sandy Springs, Springs, Georgia. That's true. Technically, I, sh- I should have corrected. Um, it's it's like between Roswell yeah, and it's, Sandy it's Springs. Right in, the, right in the middle. Um, but yeah, the can is literally paint colors being poured into almost an eyeball. With um, some Alice in Wonderland kind of characters uh, hanging never out no- in the middle. I never noticed the eyeball before. Yeah, I just noticed it. But also, I feel like if you if you kind of look back, it looks like the Mad Hatter's eyeball. Yes, it does. In a way, just because of the orange, the way the orange is, I know he had those crazy eyebrows. Yeah. So 
pontoon this we thought about featuring this one as a can mm-hmm. of the week but instead we wanted to go with the steel hands just because they had the classic one yeah i but feel you know what honestly that was a good choice for they all could almost be can of the week even the Pabst blue ribbon because the they VR. they changed classic. their branding just enough that it would work so yeah anyways so um, the only thing i'll say about this one is pontoon has been you know we we follow some groups in the atlanta area for beer um, but I also noticed that so pontoon is known in the last year or so for featuring a lot of very colorful and a lot of very in your face can design. Mm-hmm. They don't stick to kind of one design. They seem to have a lot of color, a lot of pop, a yep. lot of like tongue in cheek type stuff on their cans um, as well as different beer styles, too. They mm-hmm. they put out a magnitude of different beers. Speaking um, of this one, I mean, which we haven't even popped this one yet. Let's pop it real yeah, quick and then pop lock I was about to say, drink it. And then I will let well we'll go ahead and pop it and then I'll tell you what style it is. Do you know anything about this beer, really? I don't. Okay, perfect. Oh. So this is I did a different sound on that one. Yeah. This is a sixteen ounce can. This is a tall boy, which this came in a Ooh. four pack. Oh yeah, I forgot the color on this one. It Dang. pours like a bright, vibrant red. Oh, wow. So, it, and even the foam is red. So, it is described as a Berliner a style. Shitload. Sorry. Ooh. It, it's a 16 ounce can. Yeah, I know. It's described as a Berliner style vice with Boulder Blues tea. Okay. Blueberries, lemon peel, and lactose. Dang. So, they're packing a lot of stuff in here. Also, I gave you a little more because I've actually had one of these already because I got the four pack and couldn't wait. Oh, um, they've got a lot of stuff packed in here, is all I'm going to say. And it's. This is like cherry red. We did. Yeah, it is. And it's actually like, you're right. It's almost like that dark cherry red. Yeah. But, um. So this one is one of the, I feel like one of their newer styles that came out for around summertime. Uh, they've had some other ones. I know they had, Um. oh shoot, what was the one? Uh, Fruit Cup. Yeah, yeah. That was I, really I actually did have that. Did you? Uh, last weekend. Wasn't that also a very like red beer? It was um, a very like purple It was. Um, I also, so I looked at it, but I also drank it in the can. Okay. So I didn't really get to see like oh, the full. That effect. one I've heard is all about um, color. We'll have to feature some of the different things they've done on. You know, we'll yeah. have to maybe post some things that they've done because I, I do. Yeah. I think that Pontoon for the year 2019, I think they killed it with their, you know, and I'm not even just gonna say like crazy beer styles. They didn't come out with like crazy beer styles. They just no. came out with really like they they took chances and they. I think mm-hmm. some of them, again, the Atlanta beer group we're in, people will disagree that they were all delicious i think that if you're drain pouring a beer just because you don't like one of the flavors in it then hey you need to you need to grow some, some big boy pants don't and, drain beers yeah don't drain pour also just man up and drink it it's a beer man up and drink it um so i think we've said all we can about this one it's a 5.1 alcohol by volume eight ibus so it's i expect it to be a little bit sour well i expect that i've had a little bit of it already so i would mm-hmm. know what i'm doing but um what do you get on aroma um not much actually. really I mean, I get like that kind of soury kind of, you know, a typical sour kind of smell. <clears throat> so I, I don't actually get a lot of fruit myself. Yeah, I don't necessarily get a whole lot of the fruit in the smell, but I do get um, the I mean, I get a little bit of the blueberry. I don't get a lot of the tea either, but the lemon peel comes through very strong for me. I feel like the mm. rind almost is what mm. you get, which like, I don't know when I think lemon rind, I think bad, but it's actually not a bad thing in the lactose. Mm, it's I almost do like, get that. Actually, it's almost like a creaminess. I don't think the creaminess is coming from the PBR that's still left in the yeah glass um it's definitely not i think um based on the fruit cup that i had last week uh they do nail that creaminess 
Um, this I just actually tasted it as well. I know you did mm. did as well, but uh, they kind of nail that kind of creaminess, but also being extremely light somehow. It's but I like think to your point, it's, it smells like it's going to be a little bit creamy, and yeah. it's at lactose. Um, so yeah, head's already gone away. But what? So yeah, what do you get on flavor? Mm. Sorry, again, I was drinking. No, it's all right. I've, I mean, like I said, I've had it, so I'm just I want to get your first take on all these because I know I tried to keep this one kind of obscure from you a little bit as far as I didn't even tell you what we were, that we were going to be doing this beer until mm. I pulled it out today. So yeah, what do you what do you uh, think? So they do a really good job of like mending all of these flavors together. I kind of don't really pick up anything in particular. Really, it's kind of just a hey fruit 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 kind of like bounce fruit, around like fruit, all different kinds fruit. of fruit. Um, so the blueberry and lemon again stand out for you stand out i mean maybe not so much the lemon like i feel like the lemon comes through more on the aroma but it is a berliner vice so i I'm, maybe what i'm tasting in some of the flavor i don't want to mistakenly call that lemon just because it's sour um the blueberries definitely comes through and we're getting that in color as well i do get the blueberry with the mouthwash now okay <laughs> the mouthwash I test i had to do it so the the boulder blue tea which i think Ultimately, let's go back to the name. This is the Mad Tea Party. Yep. So let's go back to the name. I think that that is the one that for me, the first time I had it, and even now, I am definitely tasting. Now I'm looking up Boulder Blue Tea real quick because I've never heard of Boulder Blue. I, I just assumed that was it, it's capitalized Boulder Blue. So I'm assuming it's a, a name brand. And it does seem to be a fruity green tea. So um, I, I get the tea. This almost reminds me of a sweet tea. Or a tea, uh, like just in general, like I tastes could, like a, a sweet tea with some fruit mixed in. I, I I could actually see that. Yeah, I actually found some interesting information about this beer as well. Um, so mm. I pulled it up on Rate Beer, and they they have a really nice description of this beer. And in it, it says we made this rad sour with our friends at Camp Radio Rad Radario. Yeah, we messed for, it up again <laughs> for Bonnaroo this year. Oh, as well as the name and the artwork. That actually, so the name, well, the name, that all makes sense, obviously, with the, I mean, definitely the psychedelics. Yeah. So it's for Bonnaroo. That's interesting. I didn't realize they had any connections up there. Um, yeah, I was going to look up real quick to see how it's doing on Untapped because I feel like this one is probably doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mad Tea Party. Oh, that's actually a lot of, oh, man. There's a lot of mad tea parties. Yeah, it's a 4.06 on Untapped. By okay. The way. How many out ratings? Five caps. 252. So I feel like enough Relatively. to take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and people seem to be liking it. It's obviously very. We haven't talked distribution at all really today, but I know that yeah. Pontoon is. Well, I was gonna say predominantly in the state of Georgia, but mm -hmm. that just proves that they're clearly in Tennessee as well. Um, I know that. Yeah, I mean, this one's getting really good reviews lately. Mm -hmm. So. I, I really like it. Um, I think they do a really good job of kind of mixing all those flavors together and just giving you a really nice Berliner Weiss. Yeah, I mean, the only, the the crazy part I'm going to say is I think we were talking a little bit before the episode a little about the fact that Pontoon seems to be, with some of the quote-unquote crazy things they've done here, they, they seem to be in a category that they're either really liked or mm -hmm. really not liked. I would agree. On all their beers. And so... Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that like this one seems to be one of the ones that people are really digging. Um, Humble Pie. Or they've got one that's that I've been wanting to try recently. That's there. That's what it's called. But uh, I remember seeing that one as well. It, what it was the one? Uh, the one with uh, shoot the digitized dude on the front. I forgot his name. But 
they had something strange that came out recently. That uh, was uh, the one that was the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters had, inspired uh, beer. The second version of that come out. Yeah, I didn't end up getting that when I had the option, but uh, I did not because I figured that was another. Maybe we'll pick it up. Double unfiltered IPA, and yeah. I. That's another thing. As I, I feel like Pontoon isn't doing a whole lot of like they don't. They kind of make a one or two batches of a beer and then kind of don't look back and they don't necessarily make it again. It's almost like a get it while it's here type thing. Yeah. Which is an intriguing thing that I feel like it's a lot of breweries don't. It's kind do. of a kind of a nice business model for them too, because they can try new things, experiment, see what works, see what doesn't, as well as make it kind of more of a rarity for people to pick up, uh, more of kind of like a specialty kind of beer. Definitely, and it tells yeah. me they're focused on making sure that the consumer gets a new, ex, you know, a different experience, and they're they're Definitely. okay with the fact that not everyone's going to love every single beer they put out. Yeah, um, and also something I've noticed in that beer community, we've talked a lot about that today is that Sean O'Keefe, who is the head brewer and owner, I believe, Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. He um, actually does a lot of commenting on the, a lot of those posts. Yeah. So he, if you ever see that I think, name. I think he uses it as a, a kind of a gauge, mm-hmm. too. He, he doesn't seem to take anything personally. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed uh, Nick Tanner up in Cherry Street. Yeah. He does the same thing. He's on there pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of cool to see that, you know, pontoon's big enough that they're putting out some good beers i mean they're canning putting out tall boys and and obviously able to get some pretty sick logos put out yeah that it's good to see that they're able to interact with their consumers understand that hey you know what i'm not gonna get mad at you just because you drained poor my beer because hey you're still getting the money so they don't care but yeah and also they want to know why too yeah they just want to know like you know don't just say yeah this beer sucks and move on like okay cool if you don't like it like can you give me any reason? Like, why'd yeah. it suck? You yeah. know, it's all, I feel like that's the type of thing we're getting. But um, an interesting uh, party they have coming up is their brownie batter release. Yeah, I did see that. Which I'm not going to be able to make. I want to say that we're both out of town that weekend. I think that it's so. going, but it's all right. We'll have to get out to another good uh, party here maybe soon. So. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Well, uh, hats off to pon- Pontoon on Mad Tea Party. It's a delicious, delicious beer. And I, I Very much it. so. Yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna feature more beers from theirs in the future yeah, definitely i've already got another one kyle that you don't know about Ooh, oh yeah I we're like gonna it. try that one here next right. to you so well, cheers, cheers. Uh, gung. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this episode of multi goodness uh as always you can stay up to date with all things multi goodness at our website multigoodness.com or one of our social channels at multi goodness on facebook and at multi goodness podcast on instagram almost screwed that one up you're so much better than i am so it's okay well you know what chris we also have something exciting coming up here next weekend (sighs) august 3rd and 4th we do have an event we're actually going to monday night brewing companies eight year anniversary tie eight on yeah tie eight on it's going to be at their uh monday night garage location here in atlanta we'll be there they have 50 beers on tap four different kinds of barbecue over 50 beers. over 50 beers exact yeah, four different kinds of barbecue and uh, tiki vibes, and we will be there, which makes it even better, I feel like. So you don't have to give us auditorial corrections. Correct. You can just give us like in-person yeah. corrections. So walk up, say hello. Uh, we'll talk with you if you see us. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. We'll be uh, recording some episode uh, segments down there as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you uh, want to jump on, buy some tickets for that. It's going to be a great event, and we will be there. So, Chris, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Midas tea. Cheers. Cheers. Boy. Boy, 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 boy. Woo.